Hey yo, we about to tear it up. Yo, break for break, break for break, get down. This right here is how we do it. Break it down. Welcome to the Breaking Atoms podcast, where we break things down to the very last compound. My name is my name, and my name is Chris Mitchell, aka the Actual Factual. Today's special guest first came on my radar around 23 years ago. I was a young whippersnapper with the Walkman, and I popped in the tape of Volume 2 Hard Knock Life by Jay-Z. On track 3, I heard this man say that he allegedly had to squeeze his whole clip to survive a shootout, and ever since then, I was checking for him. He celebrated as part of Team Rock on the streets is watching soundtrack, and as one half of the Rangers, he appeared on Memphis Bleak's Coming of Age album and he signed with Def Jam shortly after. The Rangers released Who Feels It Knows in 2007 on Villa Records, and the DJ Premier produced lead single, Inspiration, was the soundtrack to the first serious romance I had as a young adult. He's worked with the best that the culture has to offer. He's blessed beats by Static Selector, Buckwild, DJ Scratch, and many more. He's traded verses with Jay-Z, Razkaz, Bun B, Snoop Dogg, and he always stands out. He's got a new EP out now called Tapas 2, and we'll dig into that shortly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, dogs, cats, people with jobs, and people without jobs, this is Wise P on Breaking Atoms. Check it out. Wise, how you doing? Yeah, after that intro, amazing. Shout out to the people without jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to we have to shout them out because it takes all types of people to make the world go around. And hopefully the people without jobs at the moment have jobs soon. Yes, yes. Shout out to them. Good luck with that. How's life been for you? It's been marvelous, man. I can't complain, man. Um, you know, the state of music right now, the way we can drop what we want to drop without the interference of you know, CEOs and people telling you what to make. I mean, it's a great space. Yeah, definitely. That independent freedom is something I can imagine artists like yourselves, you know, having been in the major label system that you actually revel in now because you've taken the lessons from the major labels mm-hmm. and you're kind of applying it to this, to this new world. In some ways, I would imagine it gives you an edge. Yeah, it gives you Man, there's some things I'm getting ready to say and things I'm really talking about. That, that, you know, normally, they, you know, you would have to be, you know, unfortunately, you know, depending on your status in the game, you could get censored. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, let's talk about this new EP that you've got out. Um, in the UK, we have our own slang. And you've come up with a really cool acronym, TAPAS. Yeah, TAPAS. To all players and simps. Now, yeah, I need you to define in your own terms... What is a simp? Well, a simp is almost equal to somebody who don't have a job. <laughs> that's, the, that's the jobs. The pimp's got the jobs and the simp's the jobless. But, um, you know, in another way to say it, it's somebody who doesn't stand up for themselves, for their culture. You know what I'm saying? That somebody that needs guidance. You know, the 5% was here to teach civilization to the uncivilized. Malcolm X was here to teach us to arm ourselves and protect ourselves. And, and, uh, you know, Martin Luther was here to tell us, listen, we can get over, we can get by. Everybody has a purpose to teach someone else, you know, and uh, that's what Tapas is about. I'm here to teach you about these bars, about these lyrics, and even give you something about life. 
you know, which is missing a lot nowadays. I hear you. I hear you. Talk about your writing process. Like I'm an MC myself and normally I start with like a concept. How does it work for you? Do you need to hear the beat? Is it a concept? Is it a bit of both? Can you paint that picture for me? It, it, it bounces back and forth. Like sometimes I'll wake up and be like, oh, I want to rap about this. This is a song. This is incredible. You know what I mean? But I never start the process until I get the music because the music has to take me somewhere. So everything else I've ever written has been, I say everything else, mostly everything I've written has been when I walk into the studio, hear the record, and go in. And the music, I let the music take me there. I might walk in and do one record, get there, and be like, oh, no, this took me someplace else. All right, so you go with the flow. Yes. What was the first song you did for Tapas? Like, how did it, and how did it let you know that, okay, it's album or EP mode now? Well, Tapas is a collection of a lot of things. Tapas is a collection of things that we did. The first song that I did was Club of Lang. That's a good one. Yeah, that's Club of Lang. I did that first. And what happened was that was a record that was supposed to be on Static's last album. Um, and he gave me the beat and he wanted, it's supposed to be me, Freeway and B, and uh, sorry, me, Freeway and Bleak. Uh, Bleak was caught up doing some stuff for his warehouse stuff. And, um, you know, Free was going through what he was going through medically. So it just didn't work out that way. So I went ahead and just put my verse on it and exploded how I felt about it. Once I did that, I just felt like, oh, Paul Wall sound good on this. Term is sound good on this. And and the, the fans had been calling. The fans had been calling for a long time for me and Cook it out to do something. We still got to do something. They want to hear something with just me and him back and forth. You know what I'm saying? So since they wanted to hear that, I reached out to him. Um do some street ties and some street connects and uh he, he jumped on it man he went hammer yeah he did it, i loved his verse because it was almost this he talks about the philosophical you know telling his friends to write down goals on a bit of paper and then he just went somewhere else with it it's a it's a journey yeah. and i really like that about his verse and you all you all sounded good on there i have to i have to give you your props that's my favorite song on the project actually oh wow what's up that's a lot of jewels on it and the one with Ransom as well. It's called Pimp Cup. There we go. You, you, and, you and Static have such a great chemistry. So, yo, dope. It's my brother. It was a, a pleasant surprise to hear Pain in the Ass <laughs> on the project. Yeah, it was. Friend of the show. Big up to Pain in the Ass. Talk about connecting with Pain in the Ass again, because, you, uh, you know, you guys have known each other for, you know, two decades. What was that like? He is exactly what he is on those records. If anybody want to know, he's not this person on those records. And then all of a sudden, he's someone else. No, that's who he is. So, like, you know, linking up with him was basically that. Like, him being that, being in that lone, being in that zone, being in that lane. And um, I had just, you know, touched down from where I was at. And he was like, yo. So, he did the skit then on some fun shit, like, on, on the phone. So, then when I got ready to do tapas, I was like, yo, you got to redo that and do it for real. Yeah, we did it for real. He was, he was in it. Dope, dope, dope. I've been digging into your 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 backstory. We're going to move away from Tapas now. We'll, we'll, we'll revisit it at the end. But it says that you were born in St. Croix. Have I pronounced it correctly? Yes, St. Croix, the U.S. Virgin Islands. Mm-hmm. Yes. How did you end up in Brooklyn? Well, you know, back then, you know, you know, the, the goal was to become... My family's really from Trinity. Back then, uh, you could cross country lines if you were having a baby. And have your baby at any hospital. So, so they crossed over from Trinity because my family's really from Trinity. And they came over and um, 
had me on U.S. soil because my dad had a job there at the time. And uh, that made me a U.S. citizen. Once I was a U.S. citizen, a lot of paperwork, you know, went back then, but it allowed them to come to the U.S. and Brooklyn, you know, Brooklyn where all the West Indian my name was. Yes, yes, there. yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's where he went. You know what I mean? They thought it was going to be a better place, and I guess it was, but it was war zone. Yeah. I mean, boy, this was what, 70s, 80s, isn't it? 80s, and then I kind of grew up in the 90s, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Some of your your early hip-hop influences are someone who grew up in the thick of it. Here in London, I, I was an outsider. You were in it. Who were some of those... MCs and producers that really piqued your interest at the start? Oh, and you know, just like anybody else, man. I mean, I love DPMD. I loved Ultramagnetics MCs. I loved, you know, Rakim, Karis, One, all those people. But to be honest with you, what those are people I love. But what influenced me was streets. Like, I'm still a guy right now that's active, actively going out and, and being out and being amongst the people. Because that's where I get my material from. Moments in life. I'm not one of some guys are great at sitting in the house and creating their life. I, I I give you my life, or I give you the life of what I've seen and what I've experienced. So just you know, being around people in the streets that were actually inspiring me was my most inspirational stuff. But as far as them sees. Yeah, those guys, you know, Nas and of course Hove, the big bro. You mentioned you mentioned Hove. Um we did we did the Reasonable Doubt series. Yes, you did. Shout out to you. Give yourself some credit for that. I mean, we're we're very proud of it, but part of the research, we went in and looked at all the old videos. Cause some of these videos I hadn't seen them in like, you know, 10, 15 years. So I'm watching the Dead President's video. Oh. And I look in the corner and I see, I said, yo. Is that YSP? So I, <laughs> I, 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 um, I froze the screen and I'm like, nah, that's wise. Let me do my due diligence. So I, I found an old tweet from Static Selector and he was like, shout out to YSP in the Dead Presidents video. And I'm like, I never spotted that yeah. in 25 years. Tell me, how did you meet Jay-Z and end up in the Dead Presidents video? I met Jay-Z through Jay Runner. Uh, that's Gerald Stout. Uh, a lot of people don't know that. This is guy, Jay Runner, who produced It Was All Good just a week ago, a bunch of stuff, a bunch of different things. He, um, He's actually, get this, how do you pull this one off? He's first cousins, cousins on his mother's side with the Carters. And his last name is Stout, so he's first cousins on the, on his father's side with, with I mean, Steve Stout. you know, you're, you're, you're meant to be successful from birth. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got Steve Stout on one side. And and, and and Sean Carter and others and and their whole family. Anyway, he brought me to Marcy Projects. This I, mean, I, I knew Jay from when he was uh, still living in Project. And I remember, I remember Skinny Dude with the you know I'm skinny back then too. And you know we both were Skinny Dude with the with the the thermal on, and we just rapped for hours, just back and forth, just just going at it. And, you know, I didn't know nothing about rhyme scheme or song scheme or 16 bars. Every every rap I had was about 48, 50 bars. I didn't know nothing. He understood everything from, from young. 
And I was just so impressed with him as a human being. I was like, man, this guy's this guy's greatest. And I just wanted to, I wanted to, you know, do anything I could with him at any time I could. So mm -hmm. we met like that. But I'll tell you a funny story about the video though. That time I'm real young and I'm still, you know, I'm still in the streets. And I remember they were playing Monopoly with real money. But I didn't know whose money it was. <laughs> so I had like four shooters outside. <laughs> wow. So I go to I go to Jay because he's my brother. And in between <laughs> shoots, I tell him, you're the only one who noticed. I've never told anybody this. Before. This is an exclusive. This is a moment. I went to Jay and I said, yo, this is a good jokes right here. Like then we call robberies jokes. You know, y'all man and Trini Mama, your jokes on. So they said, yo, this is the good jokes right here, man. What's up? He said, why is this ain't no good jokes? I said, well, why? He said, it's my money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I said, okay. oh, man, that's big bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you got to leave it alone. Did you understand the significance of that scene? Because it's a moment in time. You got Biggie, Jay-Z, A-Z, Smooth the Hustler, Dame. It's just like, when I was watching that video again, I said to myself, we're never going to have this again. Like, it's a once-in-a-lifetime moment like young wise did, did did you did you compute that this is history or was it just i'm just glad to be here no i never computed it i never put two two together i never did not even in 98 not even not even hard on life too like i never looked at hove or at them cats like that i knew he was the greatest i didn't look at it like opportunistic this is the moment i just wanted to be a little homie i you know back then them days it was like if you even raised your voice to him, you know, we was trying to jump out of windows. There's all kinds of stories I could tell you where he had to stop, stop us from doing shit because it was just like, you don't talk to him like that. You don't approach him like, because he was just, you know, we was young. So. Protective of him. Yes. So we weren't, we weren't looking at it like, this is just, this is going to be the person who takes us out of the stratosphere. No, because he was, mm. he was my brother even when he wasn't rapping. He was, he was my big bro even then when we was just showing mm. up. I was getting game from the world. You know, there's a lot of stories that I can tell you. You know what I'm saying? But so yeah, the answer is no. Yeah. <laughs> we'll save that for a part two. The Rangers, you and half. Yeah, shout out to him. What was it like forming forming that group? And can you tell me the significance of your name? Because I you know, it's a unique spelling. I just couldn't put two and two together in terms of the, the significance of the name. And you know, can you highlight some of your early work as a group? All right, well, um, the name is this, you know what I'm saying? And, and I still laugh when I think about it, so don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I'm gonna, I won't laugh. I'm cool. I'm cool. Half didn't rap. I was the rapper. Half was a DJ. He actually is, still is an incredible, awesome DJ. And you know, cut scratches, all that blends he's makes. And Jay Runner, Gerald Stout, was the dude who did the beats. So we would be in the crib, you know, you know, broke as fuck, sharing 140 between 17 motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, it's cool to curse, right? Yeah. You, oh, you, listen, man, be yourself. Look, I'm asking this shit way late in the game, right? So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, we, did, we didn't have a name. But I knew that the producer we called, Jay Runner, the funk arranger, like arranging things. And then 
half was the melody arranger because he was the, the DJ and I was the rhyme arranger. But that was too much. So we called ourselves the Rangers, dropped the A. But then in order to be creative, we switched to spelling to J-A-H-Z. And because, and because Ja, you know, that's God. So, you know, Ja Nuance. So we put range eyes. That's actually interesting. I, you know what? You're going to laugh. You're going to laugh now. <laughs> I thought the Rangers was almost like, you know, like a Ranger. Yeah. Like a, like a, um, not say like a power ranger that that with the way that's used a ranger i thought okay the rangers like there must be some kind of i didn't put no that that's deep there was a there was a time i was in the palladium and i punched a, a fan in the face for calling us the power rangers i hated that it made me feel comical that's right. the true story punch him dead in his mouth you're, you're <laughs> the power rangers right whole <laughs> 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 I should have laughed, but I should have did that. I should have did that. It was, it was bad. Yeah, you know. We, you know, sometimes we look back and you know, uh, we, we yeah. I I can understand why that happens though. I think some fans are a bit too forward though. I would never approach, even if, even if you think that's funny. I would, I wouldn't do it personally. Yeah, he thought it was a joke. You know, he found out it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to him though. <laughs> Memories of working on the streets is watching soundtrack. Oh, Cele- celebration! That track right there, I think. It's a lost gem in the sense that in terms of posse cuts, it doesn't come up quite often, but everybody went in. Mm-hmm. And so did you talk about, talk about being around for the, the streets is watching soundtrack. Yeah. Well, first of all, you know, this was, this was, this was the formative years and he was still fighting for his respect. He was still fighting for the bag, but to me, he was already a god. So just to get in and just be on some. I'm always, let me get on this. Let me get, you know, I was always, you know, trying to get on something. He tells me to go after him. And I'm like, I gotta go after you. I'm like, all right. But you know, we were real competitive back then. We all thought we was great. You know what I'm saying? And we all were great. You know what I'm saying? So I still feel to this day, let me just say this. I was just talking to Source Money. Shout out to him the other day, about two days ago. If that, if that, if that ensemble would have stayed the way it would have stayed, I don't think it's another crew that could have ever touched it. I don't care. Name them all. I think it was just too much firepower. But anyway, um, I had to go up there. And I'm like, damn, I have to make... And the beat was awkward. You know that beat is... It's not a regular one, two, three, four. It's You got to find the bounce. It's not regular. So, man, I fell in that groove. And, and I, just, I just had to get crazy because... I had to good people. We were all competitive. Sometimes what I was saying earlier, sometimes we 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 cared more for the competitive nature than the actual making of the song. So when someone calls me now to be on a posse cut, I go into that competitive mode too. Because to me, it's like I'm not trying to be one, the weakest verse, or two, the one that the verse that people skip past. That I can't I can't have that. But I don't understand how you as a young man, I think you may have even been in your teens, correct me if I'm wrong. Definitely. Like the pressure to rhyme after Jay-Z. Again, I was looking at him as my big brother, not as you know, not as this person that was gonna become what he became now. Mm. You know, I looked at him as this is big bro. I wanna I wanna impress him. Got you. You know, it wasn't about it wasn't about it being intimidated. I was like, I want to press impress. And when he tells you it's a good rap, it's like, you know, he could have told me I run fast, then I would have felt great. 
You know what I'm saying? He told me, your wives, I like your sneakers. You know, and I'd be like, oh, I'm the greatest dresser ever. You know, it's my big bro. That's how I look at it. Yeah, I hear you. Talk about being on Hard Knock Life, because I've got a confession of my own. I was never a fan of Swiss Beats. Swiss Beats, to me, I mean, all, all praise is due in terms of what he's contributed over the years and how he's pushed the culture forward, and I have a great deal of respect for his growth. But I was a hip-hop head. I want to hear samples. I want to hear scratches. His, he had that new sound, and I wasn't a fan of his beats. If I Should Die is the first beat I liked from Swiss Beats. When I heard it, I'm like, this is good. And then when Jay-Z comes in, I'm like, okay, I'm sold. And then you and Half come in, and I'm, that, that's my introduction to the Rangers. And I was like, I like these guys. I like <laughs> them. Talk about the Hard Knock Life album and, and, and what that was like being around at the time. It's interesting you say that. I got another uh, exclusive story for you. Riding down the FDR in a hoes Range Rover. I'm in the passenger seat. He plays the beat to Money Cash Hoes. And I was the same way as you. You know, the, the beat was sloppy and it was cosmic sloppy. It was, it was on time. When I say sloppy, it was on time, but it was like just funk, just cosmic sloppy. Like, oh, this is crazy. I told him I didn't like the beat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this, man. You know, get a primo beat, man. What the fuck is this? Shout out to Swiss, because you know that, and shout out to Swiss AJ, you know Jay turned to me and said, watch what I do to it. Okay. I said, all right, big bro, you say that, you say that. The rest is history. Mm. And then, so what I say that to say is that Swiss was a genius and is a genius because he made rapper-friendly beats. If that makes sense. Like he made beats that he knew rappers could fall into an interesting pocket, in my opinion, with. You know what I mean? So when you hear the beat just as a skeleton, or if you're not open to the sound, you're like, I, I ain't fucking it. Then when I walked in the studio, I remember it was Sony Studios and I had seen a skinny light skin nigga with, with, a, with a jumpsuit on. Like, a, like remember the farmer suit? The denim. Farmers like used denim. I don't know if you remember those, but it was like farmer suit. I didn't even really know who he was at, in the moment. And then the beat comes on. I heard Jay first verse, and he's like, "Yeah, I found one. I'm putting y'all in y'all lane." And then it was like, "Heard you," and we just I just went in. And like I said earlier, I put my life on paper. You know what I'm saying? There's not an ounce of that record that wasn't true. That was my introduction to you. And uh, shortly after, this whole Carter faculty Def Jam thing happened. Talk about signing with Jay-Z to Def Jam. How did that come about? Def Jam? The big Brody? That was the holy grail. I mean, uh, it was being ran by Bihai, who was my manager at the time. And, you know, he was everything to me, the godfather of my son when he was finally born. I was, I was in a good place. I felt great. You know, it's just that uh, when we got there, Leo Cohen, I know you didn't ask this, but it needs to be said, Leo Cohen and Kevin Lyles were making a transition. If you never if you never noticed right after that, they went to Warner Brothers. You, if, you, if you remember that transition. So they were getting ready to go take over Warner Brothers. 
So we got kind of caught up in a whirlwind of other people's ambitions and goals. And we our timing just wasn't right at being there. But I had a great time. Everybody treated me great. Mm. Did you guys ever finish an album over there? We finished the album. It just never came out. What was the album called? It was called Build and Destroy. I mean, because we wanted to build ourselves up. We wanted to build ourselves up, but we wanted to destroy the competition. Okay. Will, do you think we'll ever hear that album, or is it locked away in the archives forever? It's, it's locked away. It's a couple of I, We have a few joints, but there's a bunch of joints that I can't even get back. We had we had Buck Wild on a track right after Whoa, fresh off of Whoa. So he was hot, hot. Yeah. And we had Jay Z on a hook. You know what I mean? And we had me and half on the raps. Only reason that didn't become a hit is because people had other agendas. Static Selector, your chemistry with him is crazy. You have not missed yet. Working with Static Selector, how did you guys meet and what's the studio chemistry like with you guys? What's the process, if there is one? Oh, that's all that. We met working on a mixtape. And, and the, the, uh, unfortunately for him, <laughs> he had an in-store where he was, not in-store, back then he used to drop mixtapes, his regular mixtapes that he makes, he had to drop them to uh, to um, a store in the city. So he jumped in my whip and I drove him into the city, me and one of my partners. And he just got to see my level of crazy. <laughs> just We just hung out the whole night. And then, his level of crazy matched mine. So we just had a great time, man. We've been partners. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He's one of my best friends like ever since. You know what I'm saying? Ever since. We now we ain't we ain't missing beat ever since. So when you hear records, the reason the records gel so good is because it's not about put a beat on. Like it's about where you at, what you doing. Let's go out to eat, let's go drink, let's go chill, let's go have fun, let's go talk. You know, then we make a record. Mm. So it's, it, 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 it serves more justice, you know? Got you, got you. I love the Chinchilla EP. When, when you announced that, Chinchilla, all produced by Static Selector, I pre-ordered it immediately. R&L, <laughs> that's my tune. That's, that's one of my favorites. I, I, I'm, I'm very straight-laced. I grew up in church. I didn't really get into any trouble, but I like <laughs> there's certain songs that put me in this state of mind that if I was living a different type of life... This would be my soundtrack, and RNL is 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 one of those is one of those songs. So I get to live out some some you know some different types of of lives through music like yours. That's what's up, Chinchilla Two. We've been going over the beats for Chinchilla Two. Look out! I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. We need that. We need that. Over the years, I noticed that you and Razkaz, you've done so many songs together, and it, it it's made me think. I don't think this is just some rapper stuff. Your relationship with Razkaz, friend of the show as well. Shout out to Razkaz. He's been on the show. Like, what's what's that relationship like? When did you meet and talk talk to me about that? Because it's it's not just it's not just trading verses. It doesn't seem like that. We call each other 20 plus. Because we've been partners for 20 plus years. This is this to me and this guy been through everything. Ups, downs, arguments, fun, you know, running through girls. Uh, traveling, touring, doing shows, doing records. This is my guy, man. One of the most authentic cats. And and and, and very, very, very rude. He's an actor. He's a real douchebag. But I like that because I'm a douchebag too. So we get, we get along. <laughs> <laughs> he did say that when he was on the show. He was like, um, he pisses people off regularly. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And then, you know, but I do the same. So he's like, hey, you know, I kind of like you. <laughs> so we like it. So we fuck with each other, man. Yeah. Heavy, man. Um, we were actually just talking about doing a whole project together. He just hit me about something he wants me to do. He's on Tapas too with a song called Captain Phillips. Oh my God. It's nuts. Uh, so I don't know if you heard that, but look out for that. I've heard the whole project. I was um I was blessed. I was blessed with a SoundCloud link. I appreciate it. Salute. So I'm an alien. I've come from space. A hip hop head's come to me and say, listen, there's this there's this EP, it's called Tapas 2. As the person who made it, what do you want listeners to take away from Tapas 2? One thing. One thing. Mm. Come get your education on, 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 on your game. You know, stop being lame. Stop being, the best way to say it is stop living life outside of yourself. Be yourself. And, put, and give the world yourself. You know what I'm saying? And if they don't like it, they don't like it. But give the world yourself. Give them who you are. So they can fall deep into who you are and read your story. So if you're an alien, you come down, you know, tell them about Mars, homie. Don't come down here talking about California or Nebraska. That's fake. Tell them I'm from Mars. This is what I do. This is what we do on Mars. You know what I mean? We jump over jelly beans and shit. <laughs> we eat lava sandwiches and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. I yeah. hear you. That's what I want to take away. I said this off air and I'm going to say it to you again. I've been a fan of yours for 23 years. You're someone who I root for from, from one MC to another. I just love, I love your music. And I know there's names that get bandied around a lot and, you know, people talk top five and all this stuff, but just when it comes to the art of MC and I feel you're one of those people that's just been consistent. I've never heard a whack verse from you ever. And when you reached out and said you heard the reasonable doubt series, that was like a validation. I'm like, oh man, like you know, people are hearing this, and the fact that you know you was like, dope job. I appreciated that. So from one MC to another, man, I really respect you as an MC. And like I said, man, what the Rangers did in terms of my early adulthood is very, 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 very important. So I, I want to say thank you. You always have a platform here at Breaking Atoms, and make sure, listeners, I'm talking to you. Make sure you support this tapas too to all players and simp's. But most importantly, do not be a simp. Wise, appreciate you. Thank you so much, man. And remember that tapas is just the meal before the meal. So I'm giving you a meal before I come back with another one. I got a whole joint with Dame Grease coming. The great Dame Grease. Produced Gadami Dog, all those hits. I got one coming with D-Dot, Derek, Angelini, produced Hypnotize, all those hits. And I got another one coming, Chinchilla 2, Static Selector. And I got one coming with Pete Twist, with Underground Phenom. It's going to be trouble. You're busy. I really appreciate you. Like I said, Tapas to all players and simps is out now. Wise P, love you. Respect every time. And let's do this again. Let's get into some more, some more Rockefeller Brooklyn history next time. Let's do it. October 29th is the actual album. The actual single comes out tomorrow. Peace. Respect to Wise P for coming on the show and make sure you check out his Tapas 2 EP, which is available now on all streaming services. And you can find out more info on his website, which is wisepmusic.com. That's W-A-I-S-P-M-U-S-I-C.com. Special thanks to Travis for helping to schedule the interview, more so for supporting the pod and listening to it in his spare time. Travis, I really appreciate you. 
Before I go, I want to shout out my guy, Gems. Gems is a great guy and he's also a great MC. He's just dropped an album called Class of 95 and it does exactly what it says on the tin. Shout out to Ron Seal. The album is a collection of memories and stories from what is possibly my favourite year ever, 1995. The album is also available on all DSPs, so check it out if you can. And if this album is your cup of Earl Grey, then spread the word socially and support financially. It's good music, good music, good music. That's all I champion. As they say, the more things change, the more they stay the same. So we are still on the socials. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Break the Atoms. You can find me, Chris Mitchell, at I Am Kinetic with a K at the end. And also you can tap in with Summit at Hip Hop Chronicle again on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We'll be back next week documenting the culture in our own unique, detailed, humorous and inimitable style. I like that word. Until next time. Peace.